0: Let's talk about movies. Huh. This is Kenny from my brain. If you want to talk movies, well, guess what? We on the same thing.
1: You gotta watch, uh, watch, uh, watch, this podcast. Walk, uh. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan.
2: I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin.
1: And today we're talking about Ryan's pick, the hey, 1986 1986. film, The Money Pit, starring uh, Tom Hanks and Shelley Long. But before we get into that, welcome, guys. It's been a while. Like yeah. we said in the pre-show, it's been a week. Um, <laughs> and boy, has it been a week. Um, yes. How are you guys doing?
3: I'm good. I'm good. We, there's, there's a part that we're going to talk about that happens before we talk about the money pit that like made my week. Oh, and yeah. like I I reacted to so unnaturally well, and I just need to talk to you guys about it.
1: I, I know that's Ooh. last. I do know that.
3: It's last. Okay, good. I we're saving the best one. for last then, yes. baby.
1: Uh, yeah. So what Devin's alluding to is every week we start the show off by talking about things that we watched in pop culture. And I have a few movies that I watch that I'm not going to talk about here. Because I'm saving them for when I make you guys watch them on the podcast. Um, what movies were they? I finally sat down and watched everything everywhere all at once.
3: Did Okay. So, friend of the show, Captain Nostalgia, mm-hmm. made a TikTok about this where he loved the movie, but his wife said it was boring and predictable. Where do you land on that? Because I've never heard the take that it's boring and predictable before, and now I'm worried.
1: It it is predictable, but I think it's very well done and has a lot of meaning meaning behind it. And okay. I cannot wait to watch it again for the show.
3: All right, all right, cool. Uh, see, I, I got you talk about it a little bit.
1: Yeah, a little bit. I it's one of those movies I bought on Black on the Black Friday sales because I wanted it. I had, I like, I wanted to see it. Couldn't rent it from the library on anything but DVD. But I was like, yeah. So I bought it on 4K. Not that I have a 4K player, but I bought it on 4K so I can, like, <laughs> when, I, when I do upgrade, I start having a few so movies like have that. have it. I have yeah. that and the Batman in 4K now. Um, huh. But I finally sat down and watched it, like, blind. Like, like, I sat down. I bought it without knowing, like, having not seen it, but just knowing all the recommendations that everyone loved this movie. I was like, I'll probably like it. So, Oh, good. Um, Yeah, that, and I've been watching Confessed Fletch again. Because it just keeps playing on Showtime.
3: That makes me so happy. That makes me happier than it should. I love that movie.
1: But yeah, that'll, that'll probably be one that gets nominated for some awards next se- this season. So when those come out, that'll, that'll be my pick. So
3: I'd, I'd be shocked because it gets so much hype and everyone talks about it. I feel like it's going to get nominated for something.
1: Yeah, it should. Um, But that's that's more than I wanted to talk about movie-wise today. Okay. uh Last this last week was the Brazilian comic-con uh and at that comic-con they seem to drop a lot of trailers all the time because it's the biggest comic-con in the world like they have the most people there more than San Diego more than New York uh yeah the Brazilian comic-con is is huge for the movie industry Wow uh, so a lot of trailers came back came out of there and we're gonna talk about three of them. The first of which is the one that got me the most excited that I wasn't expecting. And that was Transformers Rise of the of the Beasts.
3: Get out of here.
1: Dude, I grew up like my introduction to Transformers was Beast Wars. So okay. this this was right up my alley. I could not wait to see uh, when they announced this, I was like, give me all the Optimus Primal. Let's just go. Like, let's do it. Uh and that's what this movie's gonna be, and I cannot wait for it. Did you guys so, see this trailer?
3: I did. So hold on. Is this just Transformers, but instead of cars, they turn into dinosaurs and monkeys?
1: Kind of, but for some reason, Optimus Prime is still there. Like, they, they still have the car ones, too.
3: Oh, okay. Cool. Okay.
1: Yeah. Now, Beast Wars was, like, a sequel to the original Transformers, where, like, a group of Transformers end up on, like, prehistoric Earth through time travel, and have to adapt into animals. So Optimus Primal's a gorilla. Yeah. Uh, Megatron's a T-Rex for some reason. <laughs> um, Waspinator
2: is my favorite. Yeah. What he, is that one? Waspinator was Waspinator was my favorite character from Beast Wars. Just mm-hmm. because he was annoying and stupid, and I loved him.
1: Yeah, th- there's a there's a rat. I, I've got a few of the toys that they re released uh, in the in my closet here that I should have dug out for this, but eh. <laughs> um, so I like I, it's been years since I was excited for a transformers movie because I was burned on the, the second and third ones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I haven't watched one since like beginning to ends, but this would get me back into the franchise for this one film and this one film only.
3: <laughs> so is this, is this by Michael Bay? Is he just continuing with this? Is this the same person no. that did bumblebee? I didn't I didn't pay attention
1: to who did it I didn't either um it's directed by Stephen Capel jr who is was the director on Creed 2 uh, that I guess that's his only big feature is Creed 2 uh, and then some, oh, wow. some, TV, some TV stuff um but yeah. Uh, the movie stars Anthony Ramos, uh, Michelle Yeoh, and Peter Dinklage. Whoa!
3: Oh. I haven't heard about him in a while.
1: And Rom- Ron Perlman is the voice of Optimus Primal. So, I'm
3: not mad about that.
1: Yeah.
3: Ryan, so you have history with this too?
2: Yeah. I mean, Beast Wars was one of those, uh, like when I was in middle school, I believe, um, mm. or even maybe early high school, um, it was one of the first shows that I remember watching that, like, 3D animation didn't bother me. Uh, it was like this in and, and the show Reboot. Ah,
3: uh, <laughs> yay!
2: Yeah, but... Um, I love Reboot. Beast Wars was great. I mean, you had... like It was different in the fact that, like, it was animals instead of vehicles. Mm-hmm. And it was... Yeah, I mean, just like Alan, like it was—it was my introduction to like actually watching a show on Transformers and not just like seeing the toys and like uh, in the original animated movie because like I wasn't of age when the first. Well, I don't even think I was. Like, I was way too young, if pre young, if you want to put it that way, when 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 the original show came out. Mm-hmm. I I appreciate
3: pre young. So, are you excited for this movie too,
2: or? Uh, i want (laughs) to kind of see what the reception is to it um just because just like alan said like i like the first transformers movie Mm -hmm. i don't really like any transformers movie that came out after that and those movies ruined michael bay for me so like i really want to even though he's not doing it like i want to give it like some time did you guys not see
1: bumblebee I did not no. see Bumblebee.
3: Was I the only one saw? We're going to watch Bumblebee at some point. It's a good movie. I've heard good things about it. The only thing I've ever seen of any Transformers movie was Bumblebee and Dark of the Moon, or whatever that one was. Uh, and Yeah, sorry. It was good. Bumblebee <laughs> was good. I, I I
2: liked it. My thing was, like, Bumblebee really wasn't that big of a character until the first Michael Bay Transformers movie. Yeah. And that was my thing. It was like, I'm not, like, I'm... A character that like to me if it was i don't know even starscream okay. to me would have been I don't starscream
3: know, come on now. i would have
2: been more interested in though
3: <laughs> i wouldn't want a whole movie of starscream oh i'm um, you
1: <laughs> so another trailer that came out that i hope we all watched um was the trailer for indiana jones and the dial of destiny Guys, what do we think about Indiana Jones 5?
2: I really don't care. <laughs> like oh, it, really? I'm Are we sorry. all going to be
3: cynical about this?
2: I No, 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 no. I'm not even being cynical about it. Like, as far as I'm concerned, the story's done. He passed on the hat to Shia LaBeouf at the end of last one. This I, didn't one the I didn't even
1: watch that one all the way through. I didn't even watch that one all the way through. You should not have said that on a show where we make each other watch movies.
2: That's fine. I'm just saying, like, I look, look, to me, Indiana Jones happened in three movies. As far as I'm concerned, Chris, Crystal Skull, everything else, like, the, except for Temple of Doom, the the Indiana Jones movies have a certain theme. I like that theme because I feel like in the character in, in Indiana Jones fits best in the 1920s and 30s. Like that to me is like prime Indiana Jones, what he does, what he can do like during that time period. As soon as you get into like the forties or the fifties and now into like the whatever, like it's seventies. Like I'm not, no, I don't, I don't need to No, Like keep it in that timeline. And unfortunately within with Harrison Ford being how old he is, why not have it be like you know? Like why not have it have gone to a colleague that he had Ryan instead did you of watch, Shia LaBeouf?
1: Ryan, did you watch the trailer?
2: Yes, I did. I watched okay. the
1: trailer because it looks like they're doing both. Like they are de aging Harrison Ford and giving a, yeah. you a little bit of yeah, I, the no. indie that we know
2: that, and it. it, it I, okay, I'm gonna have to see it to really like to determine how I truly feel about it. It's just at at this very moment like
1: that's fair that doesn't fair. need to be a five yeah. it doesn't need to be devin how about you
2: i you
3: know what if we're in the business of taking back things that i love from my childhood and selling them back to me now that i have expendable income give me more stuff like this give me i mean this looks like it's going to be around the same vein as what was it ghostbusters afterlife mm-hmm. where it's like stupidly referend or reverential of its source material absolutely loves what it is doing and what it used to be and is like, remember the thing here it is again, but a little bit better for the new ones. And you know what? Fine. It looks like they got the tone, right? The cinematography looks like how I remember it being like Mm -hmm. more so like I went back and watched a crystal skull trailer before this one or after I watched this one just to like, see if I remember right. Cause I'm like, this looks like an Indiana Jones movie more than crystal skull did to me. And I think even the cinematography, at least in the trailer, looks closer to source, like yeah. what I remember. I mean, eh. I I, I want to watch it.
2: I'll watch the, it.
1: What has me excited, uh, besides Sala showing up at the beginning of the trailer, yeah, that was cool. Um, and I, I was waiting for him to hold up an axe because you've ruined me with Lord of the Rings now. <laughs> um, the it's it's directed by James Mangold, who did who did Logan. The Wolverine, like, so, like, he has a good track record, so I'm excited. He knows how
3: to work with old people,
1: (laughs) exactly. Um, and like, a lot of what I've heard about how they filmed this, like, it's not gonna be Harrison Ford who's like 90 years old doing his own stunts, they uh, made one of those hyper realistic uh, latex masks and put it on stunt guys. like mission impossible yeah but like the, the good <laughs> ones like the one Br- brian cranston wore of himself to comic-con that one time that's yeah. what they did
3: oh that's um, dope okay
1: it's for like the stunt scenes so when he's fighting yeah, yeah 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 um and i the the thing that i'm sad about but also excited this is probably this might be like the last score that john williams does
3: no really
1: he's retired from star wars well this might be the last big franchise that he does um i know he did the score for the fablemans but i don't know how much how many more scores we're gonna get out of john williams so i'm excited for that being the the soundtrack geek that i am i have my i have my rogue one one up because i talked about Andor on victims and villains and i just haven't changed up my background so
3: how is the rogue one score is it good
1: yeah, it's Michael Giacchino. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, like, one of my favorite composers of all time. My favorite yeah. thing about it, though, is Michael Giacchino is known for punny titles for every track.
3: That's right. I remember that, yeah.
1: But for Star Wars, they wouldn't let him do that. So, in the liner notes, he has, like, alternative track names for every song. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the, the last song where Vader, like, shows up in the, the hallway scene it's called Live and Let Jedi.
3: Uh I love that. Um Sneaky Sneaky Man.
1: Yeah. And that's definitely I definitely renamed all the tracks in my iTunes to those titles. You
3: absolutely <laughs> should.
1: Um <coughs> Yeah, I'm excited for this. June's going to be uh an interesting month. Because what, not what only do we have to? Indiana Jones, we also have The Flash. Uh I I pretty much have June's lineup picked out for the podcast. So As in the movies yeah it, um yeah good so good, good, good. it's gonna be a lot a lot of fun stuff um Devin, you want to talk about you want to introduce the last one well the, the last trailer that yeah we're buddy about?
3: all right so this trailer came out i think i was the first one of the people that i know to watch it and i lost my freaking mind it's a trailer for guardians 3 i have never in my adult life and i don't know what's going on with me I've never in my adult life been so pumped by a single trailer than this movie. This trailer has everything I want in it. It's got a good song that I've been listening to on repeat because that's what I do with Guardians music, apparently. It looks like it has a good, emotionally centered story. And you got someone throwing a ball at Drax or Drax throwing a ball at a little girl's face like in the first second of this. Like everything about this looks like exactly what I want The Last Guardians to be. Because they really seem like... I mean, the the poster that they released of it is, like, them literally riding off into the sunset. Like, I'm worried about what's going to happen to all of these characters. I know he's not going to kill all of them off. But I'm worried about what this next movie is going to be. Mm -hmm. And it looks like it's already going to get me, like, right in the feels. And I'm going to love it. And I'm going to be really disappointed if it's bad. What did you guys think? Because I literally... I think I, like, sent you guys the text. Shut up, everyone. Here's this movie. Watch it. So, did. did... did you watch it? What did you think?
1: Ryan, what do you want? I know you have, I will, you have, you have Marvel watch. fatigue.
2: Yes, I do have Marvel fatigue. Yeah. Um, I, I watched it before coming on the show when Alan mentioned to, to watch it. Cause Devin, I'm sorry. But as soon as I saw that it was what it was, I, I, I ignored it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you at least shut
3: up? Like I told you to,
2: I think I was quiet to begin with. So I mean, Nailed it. all right. It's all that matters. Good. Uh, Anyway, um, <laughs> it looks like it's going to be good. It looks like it's going to be a good Guardians movie. Um, it's got the, the humor that I recognize from the others. Um, I feel like it's going to deal more with a raccoon than I ever thought I'd want to know about. Because mm-hmm. uh, you see so, him
3: before he's him. You see little raccoon.
2: Oh, yeah, I love it. So, I mean, it does... It does look good. I mean, whether or not I'm gonna watch it when it comes out, it's a different story.
1: <laughs> oh, I'll be the opening weekend.
2: Uh, yep, me too. Same. Are you excited for it, Alan?
1: Oh, I, I am absolutely excited for this. Um, I've only I've tried I'm trying not to watch the trailer too much because I don't do I'll do trailers once and then try to avoid them as much as possible. Like I'll see, if I see next time I see this trailer, will most likely be in front of Ant Man and Quantum Mania. Um, or, or if they have it in front of Avatar 2 Because I'm probably going to go see that uh, But Yeah I really enjoyed this I know from a lot of the stuff that came out of Comic Con Like what the story is going to deal with It is going to be a lot about Rocket's history And his oh, backstory cool. um, And it is going to be a goodbye to most of these characters uh, Or at least James Gunn's inter- interpretation of these characters uh, because don't know if you guys know this, James Gunn has a new job, running DC films. So yeah, that's right. Um. So this is like the this is the end of the this Guardians era, and I've lo- I love the first two films. Like mm-hmm. Devin, I'm obsessed with those soundtracks. Like I have them both on vinyl. So. I need to get them both on cassette though, because
3: you got you have to. I'm sure yeah. they make them
1: somewhere. Oh, they do. Yeah, you yep. know how much a cassette tape costs now. Like, no, how much is it? Is it free? Um, no. Like, f- Walmart had the Stranger Things soundtracks for like, I think it was like forty bucks. What? Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's too much. Sorry. You should just be able to find cassette tapes like under rocks and outside in places. Like, you shouldn't have to pay for them. You should discover them. Yeah.
2: I mean, I mean that's why you go to like antique malls and look for where the cassettes are.
3: I'm like, okay, so I used to love stuff like that. I'm like fifty fifty on it now because some antique malls I go to, they're like, we know what we have. This cassette tape's a hundred bucks because it's ACDC's first. I'm like, stop it! You don't know what you have. It's still a cassette tape.
2: Well, that's that's on the people who that are renting the booth, but but anyway my thing with the music in the trailer is that i can't help but think of the opening scene from fanboys because it's the same song is it the
3: opening scene to fan- i haven't seen fan i have saw fanboys once and yeah I, a, yeah
2: I think almost everyone has seen it once and then never <laughs> revisited it i mean i i mean i own it and i've only seen it like three times and i bought okay. it back when it came out um but the opening scene opens up on that same song. And to me, that's just like the, like, if you want to, like, we need a song that has the 90s feel, but but it's alternative and it can't be grunge. <gasps> Let's do this one. And then that's the song that comes up. <laughs> I, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I love it. I do. But it's one of the, it's becoming like one of the generic sounds of the 90s. I
3: don't know. I, I, I guess so. I don't have the same relationship to it. I, I really kind of just <laughs> discovered it in this in this one. It,
1: given really? the, yeah, Given the uh, history of what happened behind the scenes on this movie, with James Gunn getting fired and then being rehired after he was hired by DC to go do the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. uh, I really wish the song for this was Wumba. I get knocked down <laughs> and you're never going to keep me down.
3: <laughs> uh, or like the Bitch is Back or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, would have worked perfectly too. For the people that don't know what the song is, it's In the Meantime by Space Hog, by the way. Yes. That's the background that I've been so listening to. So, Devin, I do
1: have a question for you. When you sent yeah. us the screenshot of what you've been listening to, you've been listening to the re recorded version.
3: So, I listened to both of them pretty okay. frequently. At that point in time, the re recorded version came on and not the original. Okay. I don't know much of the difference between them, though. Okay. Like, they your, seem similar but, to me. But,
1: That's your homework
2: for next But You've been week. listening to them.
3: I. I mean, I think the audio quality is a bit better on the re-record, but like,
2: no.
3: not enough for like not an audio mixer, Devin, to be like, ah, oh, well, clearly the bass is boosted three decibels in the re-recorded version, and the alto is. I, I'm not, I'm not that guy.
0: <laughs>
3: okay. So who knows? But yeah, want this movie? Want it now? Excited? Cannot wait. Same. No end.
1: Uh yeah, all right. Uh, I think that does it for anything everything we watched because you guys didn't have anything else right
3: no i watched bake I off all sweet. week guys
1: which one
3: this season's the, the, the I latest season. did not season get of, the latest I did not season? get to the end
1: okay so so like the season with yanush
3: the season with yanush okay. absolutely i'm not gonna
1: say anything else besides that
3: you, you don't you dare Yanush is my boy he's a gem and needs to be protected at all costs he is uh, okay, well I,
1: I asked which one because now mm-hmm. the American one's out with the celebrities how is that is it alright I, I don't know it's on Roku I, I can't watch it I got Apple stuff
3: I like that the one thing we tried for Roku for was the Weird Al movie and we're like nope we're not watching anything else it,
1: it was such a pain because I had to like put my phone in the like in the charger and like airplay it and was like meh I will yeah, say, though, it, I only it, had to listen to the commercials. I didn't have to watch them because it would just. <laughs> so
3: it just it feels like that running joke on BoJack where they like stream his one show on what it dot com.
1: Yeah. All right. I think that does it for our we watch this segment. Let's get into today's main topic. The 1986 film, The Money Pit, starring Tom Hanks and Shelley Long. Ryan, this is your pick. I'll let you take it away
2: okay so like we mentioned before came out in 1986 uh it was directed by richard benjamin if i'm pronouncing that last name right um and produced by steven spielberg of all people which i didn't really have that regulate uh i didn't really realize that until i watched it this week (laughs) um And funny enough, this is where Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg met each other and sparked up their friendship that eventually turned into all the movies we know between those two. Um, Yeah. So the movie is about a couple, a young couple living in New York, who find out that they're going to wind up on the street penniless in about 24 hours. (laughs) And they wind up selling a bunch of stuff that they own and buying what they believe is a... Miracle an hour away from New York, and it ends up being a complete nightmare. I as in the name Money Pit. Um this is a film that Kristen uh absolutely loves. Uh her dad introduced it to her. I saw this movie a few times prior to seeing Kristen, but I never watched it all the way through. Um and then once I started dating her, this was like a once-a-month movie we would watch if we didn't find <laughs> anything else. Um, and this is the start of a Tom Hanks, of a young Tom Hanks tr- tr- triple feature I'm doing with you guys. So this is the first one. Amazing. Um, and this is honestly my favorite cause I love, because I love slapstick comedy. That's what this is. It's a bunch of one-liners and physical humor. And so that's my history with it. That's, uh, that's where I rate it. Uh your guys's history and what did you think of it the first time seeing it? Whoever wants to go first.
1: Uh I had seen bits and pieces of this on like TBS or TNT. I never watched the whole thing through. Um That's my history with it. <laughs> okay. That's mine.
3: I I'm going to go out on a on a limb here. I'm going to tell you I have never seen Tom Hanks so young. I didn't know Tom Hanks was ever that young. <laughs> i'm trying to think of other movies in which he was this young but i feel like i've only ever seen him in like like in castaway and beyond yeah so like in this like oh my gosh in this one i was like i, I mean i guess big is also kind of close to this era but i still feel like that's a bit later but like oh man guys like this it I, that yeah that's my history i don't want to i don't want to give away anything that's fine. Okay, that, okay that's so, my history i didn't know tom hanks got this young in movies
2: okay <laughs> okay so what did okay so uh,
1: what, what, what's real, your initial impression it? real quick can i ask devin a question yes devin do yeah. you know what bosom buddies is
3: no hold on oh, i know bosom buddies is a tv show that tom hanks was on i have never even seen a single frame of it do you I know, what know, they, know that it's this nebulous do you know thing.
1: do you know what the show's about not
3: even a clue, no.
1: Do do me a favor right now and okay. Google Tom Hanks' Bosom Buddies.
0: Tom Hanks.
1: This is important Bosom. information for him to know, Ryan. <laughs>
0: That's
3: Bosom fine. Buddies. Okay. <clears throat> Bosom Buddies is an American television sitcom starring Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari. Gorilla, it aired on Tuesday nights. The show features misadventures of two single men working in creative advertising, struggling in their industry while disguising themselves as women in order <laughs> to live in one apartment and get a...
0: <laughs>
3: what? <laughs> well, it took now, a what, turn at the end that I wasn't ready
2: for. <laughs> now, what years was it on? It was on
3: in... Uh, it aired from... 1980 to 1982. 90, oh, okay. So it wasn't on for too long.
1: No. Still, 37 <laughs> episodes of that.
3: Tom Hanks as Kip Wilson slash Buffy when in drag. Peter Scolari is Henry Desmond. And Hildegard... What a name (laughs) swinging for the fences. I love it. That's young Tom Hanks.
1: Like that's the youngest that I've ever seen him. He's also, he also showed up in like uh, the love boat and taxi. Um, But yeah. Okay.
3: I'm looking at this from 2022 lenses. Does Bosom buddies actually tackle the whole like femininity and that people treat them differently when they're dressed as women? Or is it kind of take the friends tack when they're like, Ah, we're women now! Ah! I, and like, th- oh, isn't drag weird? Because I hope it's not that. I really hope I think hope it's,
1: it's not a bit bad. of both. I've never seen a okay. full episode of Bones and Buddies, or at least it's been okay. years. Um, I do know that the theme song is Billy Joel.
3: Of course it's Billy Joel. Why would it be anything but yeah. Billy Joel? Oh,
1: uh, okay. I might have to anyway, back to the money pit.
2: <laughs> okay. So, what, so, that, that's your guys' histories. What was your initial reactions to it?
1: For me, I I thought it was, like, story-wise, I was like, eh, this is predictable. Uh, from a production standpoint, though, I was fascinated with about, like, trying to figure out how they did some of the stuff that they did, like, just from a stunt aspect and, like, a set thing. Like, all the bricks falling down the fireplace at once. Like, mm-hmm. That like, a lot of the things in this impressed me uh special effects wise because it's all practical okay. yeah. uh so that that was the most entertaining part for me was like wa- looking at it through that lens um i haven't seen enough cheers to to appreciate Shelly long in this that much but i don't know i'm not a big fan of her performance in much I do know that she's the superior love interest to on Cheers, but oh, like to, to Sam, yeah, um, like Sam and Diane, like that's the thing. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: rest in peace, Cristy Alley, but Sam, D- Sam and Diane, like not Rebecca, um, <laughs> and, and I guess I just know her from like cringe things like True Beverly Hills. That's not um, a cringe thing. That is pure <laughs> my heart.
2: Ryan will die on this um, hill. I will die on true. I say hill, cringe so because,
1: because I had to watch that movie so many times with my sisters. Like, <laughs> it just got old. Um, and she was okay with this, but I, I think Tom Hanks is like his, like his craziest in this. Um, like you look at this and like captain Phillips is like two completely different performances. <laughs> Yeah. Um which is range, like very good range. But I thought the the physical humor was there and it was entertaining but I I got more out of it thinking about it from a production standpoint and how they did something. That's one.
3: Devin. So this is Tom Hanks at his I agree, his absolute zaniest and it made me realize that like so Ryan, you have this with an actor where you're not used to seeing them funny. I think you even had this on my Confess Fletch episode. Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, where you're like, John Hamm's not a funny actor. It's weird to watch him funny, so it fell flat for me. It didn't yeah. fall flat for me with Tom Hanks. I think that he is funny, and I think that he's believably funny. There are parts of this that I find very, very incredibly funny. I think my overall impression of it is that the pacing's weird, and by yeah. the end of it, I ended up really, really, really not liking the the female lead, not because of her acting. I think her acting was fine. I don't know her from anything else, I've never seen a second of cheers i didn't she was entirely new to me for this thing um but i like some of her i want to talk about her character choices because the character choices made me so angry sometimes so like that means i was invested in the movie watching the movie and i i i like the hijinks with the house i oh it's it it was paced in a weird way where like a lot of the movie was like hijinks with the house and then, like it for like ten minutes, it was like, pers- interpersonal relationship because we need some drama in here. And then they were like back to house hijinks. And like, wait a minute, what? give me more of the interpersonal drama for a minute, because this yeah. like house could ruin their marriage, and so could other decisions that I'm really mad about.
2: Okay, well, good. I mean, I, I, I really. I was going into this not expecting anything from either of you because I okay. because I because because I, I had no idea where either where where was it you, you guys were going to land on this because yeah. I know how mm-hmm. Devin is with rom coms and that's what this technically is, is it so rom-com? I had this is a rom com it's a stealth so, rom
3: com hmm it's a stealth rom com
2: so I didn't know exactly where you were going to land on this and for Alan the fact that I thought you had seen this to begin with. And I was doing this for Devin, <laughs> and I didn't realize that you hadn't seen this. Get out of here, so, Al. This is my show now. Yeah, no, no, no. no. It's Devin. Stop it, Devin. <laughs> I'm kind of
1: curious what makes you say this is a rom com because I, I'm kind of at a, of a different opinion on that.
2: It's a romantic drama with a with a with a with a comedic element. It's rom com. Uh,
1: I think rom com. Uh, no. A,
3: Huh? Uh, if okay, if you think about the character of the zany best friend in a rom com is being filled by a house in this movie, I think this totally fits the bill for a rom com now.
2: That's pretty much what the house does. That's what yeah. I mean, that's yeah. It's it's okay. the James
3: Corden of this movie,
1: where, where you spend too much on it and it just falls apart. <laughs> It's a bad investment. Yeah, yeah,
0: you nailed it. <laughs> um,
1: I thought of another joke, but it was like you can't talk about that.
3: Uh, we talked ourselves into a corner. Get out of here. Uh, yeah.
1: Um. Okay. No, I, I I can be convinced that it's a rom com because it does have the elements of it. Um. One of the one of the things that was weird to me, and I don't know if this was something that they kept going back and forth on in the film so it keep they like Devin you even said that the house is affecting their marriage they're not married like but they keep saying they are like that, like it, it's so that's back fair. and forth like i don't know if like they, they kept changing the screenplay like you know what that's just making it so, so that it's back and forth
2: there's a if you watch the first part of the movie uh-huh. when it comes to like the status of, of their relationship it starts with tom hanks And he goes to like say, you know, like she's my girlfriend, she's my wife, she's my partner, and he's he literally stops for I think it's like a second and a half. And part of this movie and the humor is facial expressions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he puts a um, and he stops himself. He's confused. He doesn't know what word to say, so he just says wife, and then it sticks throughout the whole film.
3: Oh, okay. Oh, was it when that what one person was, like, hitting on her?
2: Yeah. Got it. Okay. the the, the like. It was when the first shark that. brother...
1: Do you yes, know who brother. that was? No, who was that? That's Fat Tony yeah. from The Simpsons.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what?
1: Yes, yeah. Joe... Oh. Ma- yeah.
3: I did not know that.
1: A very uh, young Joe Montagna.
3: Okay, so now, Ryan, you just drew a connection with me. You made us watch a movie not too long ago and my complaint about the movie was that there were too many faces and yeah. then whoever whoever was like acting in it it was doing comedy strictly through their face and i said that was a problem for me do you remember what movie that was
2: no i do not
3: i don't either uh, i'll i'll come up with it while we're while we're talking here i'll backtrack and figure it out okay i will say tom hanks's face comedy is better than that movie that i had a problem in it with okay because See,
1: Yeah, was it Ernest Scared Stupid? It was
3: Ernest Scared Stupid. Yes. Okay. It was better face comedy.
1: It was either that or Midsummer. So, (laughs) (laughs) no, definitely Ernest.
2: But yeah. So yeah, and and honestly, that's one of the reasons why I love this movie so much, and why I literally laugh like I hurt sometimes laughing at this movie. (laughs) Um, And I will give an example. It's when Shelley Long's character goes to draw the bath and the mud shoots out and she freaks out about the mud oh, shooting yeah. out of the tub. And Tom Hanks comes up because she screams and she's like up against the wall going, you need to go in there. You need to go in there. And she's petrified of what she was looking at. And then during their conversation, she's like, you, you didn't see it. It has legs <laughs> like, and her facial expressions that's one of the reasons why i love this movie and honestly i with she's part of the reason why i like this movie so much because that she she was a good canvas for her and tom hanks to bounce off each other on Mm -hmm. um and yeah but that's you know that's Uh, and why I like it, I'm happy that you actually like the facial humor in this
3: more so than Ernest by a country mile. Like, <laughs> Ernest's facial acting was let's get him as close to the camera as possible and do weird things with his chin, oh, and that's and not I, my style.
1: And I think the the main difference is like that's exactly what Ernest is here. The facial expressions are reacting to their environment, so it's the house falling apart. It's the it's the sludge coming out of the bathtub. It's the turkey going through the, the house. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: <laughs> okay, yeah. so I feel like while we're talking about the humor on this, I wanted to bring up, I think, I know that there's there's listed as one writer, and if you guys didn't look into that writer's other writing credits, you guys are doing yourselves a disservice because, oh boy, does he switch genres after this one. But... um. there is one writer on this who had a or this guy had one really great writing day because there are some one-liners and some like little zingers in this that i thought were very clever and i really loved and no better and like that part made me laugh more than the facial comedy did and the the reaction stuff and and no part of it is exemplified better than when they're fighting and i mean the exchange is something like you know oh you know, sometimes it amazes me you ever passed the bar. And he's like, well, you never passed a bar in your life. Oh, you're much less attractive when I'm sober. And just back and back. And it was so fast. And I'm like, this is great. That's what I loved.
1: I had such a problem with that scene, though, because nothing in the film before that made us think that she's an alcoholic or, like, drinks heavily until that scene. I don't think that was true, though, right? No, no, no,
2: no, no, no. I mean... They're just saying stuff to hurt each other because they're having a fight. See, the humor in that is that they're both mad. Tom Hanks is mad because she thinks and admits to sleeping with her ex-husband. Yeah. She's mad because she's not understanding why he's, you know. Put a pin in that, she, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah, she's mad herself about the whole thing. And so they just start yelling at each other and they're literally just taking all their frustrations from the house, from the money issues. And they're just trying to hurt one another, regardless of what it's true or not. Yeah, because that's where I mean, like at the end, she's like, that's it. I'm done because she realizes that there's nothing she can say that he won't come back with something with.
1: I guess for me, like the insults just fell flat because I was like, OK, why? Well, like I get that, I get that's what they were going for. But there is no ounce of truth to any of that for me to be like, "Oh, that was a good one." Like they're just like, like I could just throw random insults at you guys right now if I wanted to, but they wouldn't mean anything because like there's no, like, <laughs> Ryan, your dog's ugly. Like there's no there's no <laughs> point there's no point in that because you don't have a dog. Like I could just sit here and insult your dog, but at the end of the day, whatever I say does doesn't stick because you don't have a dog
3: and, and you're not you're not wrong like none of those insults landed because she's not an alcoholic and like you know it, it didn't make much sense but i love just how quippy it was mm-hmm. it's like okay yeah. one of the major complaints about an author i love his name's john green is that he writes teenagers like they're quippy adults and yeah. and this is kind of how some people write is they write people like they're too quippy like they don't write realistic sounding conversations but man are they snappy and punchy and funny That's what this was like. Nothing about this made sense. But you could tell at one point he's like, what's a good comeback? You never passed a bar writing it.
1: What's a good comeback?
3: And like, it was a writer showcasing his quip.
1: And I think part of the problem I have with it is like, they're both in professions that are very easy to make fun of. Like he's a lawyer. She's a musician. Like I can, I can tell you like five jokes about lawyers and musicians off the show. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Fair. And but no, we, they go for like the low hanging fruit of alcoholism, which if they had shown them drinking heavily at all in the movie, sure. But they don't. So that's I don't why think I they drink
3: positive. even a little bit in the movie, do they? No, they don't not, not on screen. Yeah.
1: That's a good
3: point. It's a good point. It's just it's it's too quippy for its own good.
1: It's quippy for yeah. being quippy, and eh?
3: Yeah. Did, did you guys look up David Geller's writing career, by the way?
1: Yes. And I can see why Ryan likes this movie.
2: <laughs> I didn't. Uh, right, right, I'm having okay, slight right. internet problems, so right. I can't. With, <laughs> me,
1: with me saying that, what franchise do you think he wrote for? It's a franchise you've had us watch on this show.
2: Alien franchise? Yeah.
1: yeah. He wrote the story for Alien, Aliens and wrote the screenplay for Alien 3. Alien, alien cubed
3: and he produced prometheus covenant alien versus predator alien resurrection
1: i mean i think the, the, i mean producing credits on that is probably just he gets credit for writing the other <laughs> he stuff gets yeah we, we needed to include him
2: yeah exactly
1: um yeah and it so it's like aliens alien uh <laughs> alien three and then fun with dick and jane <laughs> <laughs>
2: Which, which, again, fits in kind of the same vein. They're not, yeah, not about they, a house, but...
1: I yeah. mean, I think that had to do a lot with the housing market or something. It did. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah, it had to do with the housing market. Um, so, there were some repeated jokes in this. Yes. Did you have a favorite? Two weeks. Hands down, two weeks. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, 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 I've had that happen to me. A couple of times where like yeah. a contractor or someone's like yeah it'll be done in two weeks Done in two weeks and it's like you said two weeks eight months ago it can't be yeah. another two weeks you have yeah. to know you're saying this
1: mm-hmm alan did you have one uh not that i can think of okay. two weeks two two weeks is a good one um so Oh, it was the, it looks like they're testing missiles.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's the, yeah. Uh, the, 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 that's also definitely a good one. Uh, my favorite is when the two Shark brothers leave, they're listening to the same
1: song. They
2: are, aren't they? Yeah. And it's a song about, it, it's the Frank Sinatra song. Like, you know, it's Sammy like, Davis it, Jr. It's, it, like, it, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's gotta be me. Sammy Davis, yeah, yeah. It's got to be me that they're listening to the same song. that's that's a thing they do on the movie that I didn't notice until like I think like the eighth time I saw it at one point and I finally caught on that like both both the brothers are listening to the same song. Um, so Devin, let's pull that pin
3: I'm so mad at her for this. so the fight goes hey, I slept with my ex. And then Tom Hanks goes, I'm mad at you for sleeping at your ex. And then she goes, I'm mad at you for being mad at me for me sleeping at my ex. Stop it. You stop it right now. You have no right to be mad about this. Like, I understand that there needs to be drama in here and we need to have the fight about splitting the house. But like, build the tension in the house falling apart and you guys not being optimistic about it. And then this being the thing that explodes... Don't be mad that he is not totally fine with you sleeping with your ex because before you told him about it, you're like, promise you won't be mad. That doesn't count. Those promises don't mean anything. Stop it. Stop being mad. I, like, turned on her at that point, and I'm like, I hope nothing good happens to you for the rest of this movie.
1: Did, it. Her, did her not actually sleeping with him change your feelings on that at all? No,
3: because she was still mad. Like, I I get that she didn't, and that's fine, and that's great. Like, I get that it all worked out and why it all worked out. But it still doesn't mask the fact that when he goes, I'm mad that you cheated on me. She goes, well, I'm madder because you're mad. Stop it. That is a bad reaction to that. You have the emotional intelligence of a toddler.
2: Okay, so I know you're not going to like this answer. Here it comes. Let's do it. Turn me around. I'm not going to turn you around. This is just the way that I see it. I... To me the house is the main issue in all of this. All of their all of their relationship problems
0: mm-hmm.
2: wouldn't in the movie from when they buy the house every single relationship problem they have has to do with the house and the frustration and the anger that they have at themselves for getting for being in that situation. So she's in a so you get to a scene where their emotions are both at their highest end and they're both pretty much just venting at each other and 19 the mid 80s humor Mm. relationship jokes a lot different than they are now um so in that time period i could definitely see this being like well of course she said that she's mad at the house but, but, but 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 uh she's mad at herself she's mad at the house she's mad about the situation so of course because she because she, because she doesn't know how to handle it she lets it out on him and so regardless of what words are said that's where the emotions coming from yes you're like not like I said, wrong. you're not going to like the answer you're no, not going to like no. the answer and it's not going to change your point you're <laughs> it's not going to change anything <laughs> i know
3: you're not wrong i know you're right here but I I think because I'm me and I live in 2022, <laughs> I wanted, like, a fight with, like, stakes and, like, sides that I can get behind. And that, like, if it was really about the house, that to be broadcasted more to me. Like, I wanted, like, a, a like, marriage story level fight between the two of them at that moment where I'm like, yeah, yeah I definitely see both of the sides of this thing and not... Right, I'm watching an eighties rom com. I need to dial it back Devin. You wanna... I really
2: never want to see another marriage story level fight. Ever I will ever
3: watch personally. Marriage Story tonight. I like that movie so much.
0: Ugh.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna i re- I'm gonna do like a, a film that's a mix of the money pit and marriage story just to please you both.
2: <laughs> you need okay, to. Now now speaking of such, Money Pit is in Marriage Story. Is it i we've talked about this before Devin. <laughs> You've talked oh yeah about, wa- the it's, it's before, on in the back right again right yeah yeah so oh. when they get home initially at the start of the movie and this is where the marriage story threw me off to begin with and i never recovered from it where they get home to their apartment he sits down turns on the tv and they're on the scene where Tom Hanks is covered in plaster, destroying everything because he can't see and he's falling all over the place. And Kylo Ren is on the couch watching TV. And that's what's on. And Black Widow is off to the side, trying tra- trying, trying to have an actual conversation with him. And he's annoyed because he's trying to watch a 1980s rom-com okay
3: and then and you expected the rom-com or the the money pit would be kind of more like what this movie was about
2: i and, was i think you said that backwards but i think yeah, yeah, I yeah, what it, you're yeah. saying it was that okay. the movie
3: was going to be more like money pit and i less thought it was like going to be
2: more kind of like silliness sure and less like devon's what like devon okay we gave Devin the assignment of a rom-com and he gave us a a <laughs> movie about an emotional tragedy. I understand
3: mm. why I'm wrong now, by the way. I like looking back on it, I get that I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> so I think I can justify Adam Driver's actions in in that scene in Marriage. Story. I, can't, I don't remember the film well enough to justify all of his actions, but I can see that like his character is this full of himself director who's like, takes his art very seriously. And I think he looks at something like the money pit where it's just slapsticky, and, and like crazy, uh, slapstick humor as an escape. So that's his, his escape. And that's what he does to relax. So that's why he tunes out in that moment. Cause it's a moment of relaxation for him. Why did my, hmm. yeah,
3: it's, is that stories. a good is that a good description of it for you, Ryan? Do you relax to this movie? Is this like a good like silly yeah. escape? Uh,
2: this is yeah, I mean, like I I I laugh out loud at these lines every single time. Mm-hmm. We have weak trees. We have weak trees when he comes in after he, mm-hmm. you know, makes yeah, yeah. the, the trees fall over. Um and then the one where the real estate agent he, He sells the house and his uh, heart monitor starts beeping again. He's like, oh, not again, because that'll be his ninth heart attack. Uh. Um, There are tons of moments in in this. And the main moment is when the tub falls through the floor and uh, where Breaking Bad got their idea from. I'm saying that right now. Probably. I'm going to say that right here. Yes, that's exactly where Breaking Bad got their tub idea from. Um, It's a joke. Nope, nope, nope. I'm taking it. Take it out I of can, out no of no no, no 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 I can see the wheels turning in alan's face that's why I'm <laughs> saying <laughs> i mean that's why i'm saying it's a joke
1: from from a effect standpoint yes I, I will give that to you <laughs>
2: yeah. so and then Tom Hanks has that like seal laugh that he does mm-hmm. and that just whenever I'm watching this with Kristen and her dad her dad and i laugh hysterically at that part mm-hmm so,
1: can yeah. can, oh, can I can I say something without it me trying without it coming across offensive? Like I don't want to offend anyone when I say this.
2: Let me get
3: Twitter up. Hold on. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs>
1: uh Ryan That's your laugh. Like I've heard you laugh like that <laughs> before. Yeah, I
2: know. I know it's great. <laughs> and I, so when that I happened, I was it. like,
1: I Here. that's exactly that like I've heard you laugh that way and I was like, I, I, I I see it. Like I can see why Ryan likes this movie. Like that's just, that's just Ryan. I think from that point on, I was, I looked at the movie as, okay. Tom Hanks is Ryan. (laughs) I
3: can't see you doing a lot of this stuff, Ryan. I absolutely can. Uh,
2: Like, I mean, to like, yeah, I mean, no, 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 100%. Tom Hanks's characters out, you know, out uh his outlook um when just dealing with people 100 mm-hmm. percent, i'm there with him especially when he goes for the money and he goes to his one uh like client mm-hmm. benny he's oh, like oh yeah i won't like you anymore <laughs> and then yeah. benny like caves and he gives him his money i mean that I mean, there's a lot to, there's a lot to the characters and everything that we did not go over because this is such a silly movie that, like, mm-hmm. the actual story and plot and character development really doesn't matter. It doesn't. In, um, in this. But Tom Hanks's character is a lawyer who belonged to a long firm. His dad stole a bunch of money from their clients and fled the country to, to uh, Brazil Yeah. Um, and got married. And so at the first part of the movie, they show Tom Hanks going around to all of his clients, trying to like take care of the money situation and then also get legitimate money from them because he's their lawyer. Mm-hmm. And he goes to a bunch of different artists, uh, including the, the, uh, uh, the trash girls or cheap girls. Oh, yeah, which that's right. You know, Meryl Streeps. Um, and uh, he goes to this like 11 year old who's a musical artist and it's just a great scene pretty much Tom Hanks Mm -hmm. gets 200k out of this kid because he threatens not to like him anymore and he gets his money that way Uh, and then you've got his girlfriend who is just a uh, she's a musician she's a violin player and her ex-husband is the conductor of the orchestra that she's in Mm -hmm. so i mean that's pretty much it that's everything in a nutshell for this movie storyline and plot so it doesn't like i said it means nothing
3: (laughs) it's still i mean the characters are still fun though and they still end up growing by the end of the movie like it's not that you know they're completely stagnant like in some movies like like you know you you get to the point or at least that you can say like i can confidently say, like yeah tom hanks feels like ryan to me like he's definitely enough of a character and not just like He's not doing nothing but straight manning the house, essentially. Yep. Like, he's doing yep. more than just, like, look at the predicament I'm in, which is great, <laughs> and that's what you want in your in your lead. Like, I think they're fine.
2: Which, a scene that uh, caps that off is when he gets stuck in the floor in the rug. Yep. And he's stuck there for the entire day. That's a scene that Kristen dies... Uh, Every single time she sees it, especially when he's like, I'm in the den. No, you're not. Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you? I'm in the floor behind the chair. And then she sees him and starts laughing that Kristen just dies every single time. She sees that specific moment. That's a Um, good response to it. Yeah. uh, So to tie this thing up, at the very end, not not the contractor, but like the assistant contractor, because the brothers don't show up again Mm -hmm. at all in this movie Mm -hmm. after he gives them the money. Um, so, like, their, like, assistant contractor basically has this, like, relationship speech also talking about the house at the same time, talking about how, like, you know, we didn't think we'd get through this, it looked really sketchy at times, but there's a good foundation here. And, if you have a good foundation, you can get through almost anything. And then it's kind of one of those moments where it's like, oh, he's talking about the house and them, and they'll be fine. Mm -hmm. You know, 80s rom-com, this is This is the stuff that Devin hates. Am I I wrong? You're not wrong. There was one part of this that was very 80s rom-com that
3: I hate infinitesimally more. That part was, it was all right. It was groan-inducing, but it was all right. I want to know if you guys had the same reaction to it. Ryan, you probably not. (laughs) Holy cow. The Heart is So Willing by Stephen Bishop. That both begins and ends this movie. It is everything that is wrong and right about 80s music at the same time. I was humming this as I was going on with the rest of my day. And hating myself for humming it. It is the most obnoxious, pedantic earworm I've ever run into. And I'm still genuinely mad about it.
2: Kind of like that song that you're obsessed with from the Gardens of the Galaxy trailer. Yeah. Exactly. Except it's like from a different decade. And, <laughs> and that different. one's actually good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you guys
3: have that with the song in this? Did you guys get mad about the song? No. No. Oh, really? Because like the lyrics are like, we can build a house, we can build a home. I'm like, I get it. It's a movie about houses. Okay, so Would you rather we build
1: would you rather them play We Built This City on Rock and Roll?
3: <laughs> yes. Yes I would. <laughs> then it wouldn't be as on the nose.
2: Uh, I mean, okay, so I grew up watching... Uh, this is going to be horrible, but... I can't wait. I grew up watching Re- Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> I understand the problematic scenes in it. I haven't watched the movie since I was, like, 16. I will not tell anyone to watch it. It is not a good movie. I still find parts of it funny mm-hmm. going forward. There's a scene where they're upping their frat house, and... Our house in the middle yeah. of the street. Our, they that song's playing while they're doing the you know eighties montage of them cleaning up the house. So to me, songs from the eighties that are right on the nose for what's going on, it's just a thing. Just kind of it. It's just a thing. Um, yeah,
1: like uh, the song Footloose yeah. in the in the movie Footloose. In
2: movie Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, could you believe? Like two-
1: you have yeah. a movie called Footloose. What other song are you going to play in it? Like, <laughs> come on. Did they not make that mo- that song for that movie? Oh, I never thought of that.
2: <laughs> we'll have to look that up. Um, my two trivia facts for this film. Yeah. <laughs> so during breaks, Tom Hanks liked to drive that Lincoln Model L series oh, are, um, around town. That, that, that's a car from 1929. Just so you know how old that thing actually is. Um so of course you can imagine a young Tom Hanks with a giant smile on his face just driving that thing around town. Um and then when the demolition crew shows up to gut the house so they can get to the pipes and everything, Mm -hmm. um there's some motors there are some people on motorcycles in that group that are on like all of the jacked up vehicles, which is which is an hysterical scene. Um but they have hell's angel patches on the back of their jackets. Those extras were real hell's angels. Oh, wow. <laughs>
3: Good for them.
2: Yeah. So instead of just, you know, getting a fake vest and throwing it on some guys to ride a bike, they actually went down to a bar. And was like, Hey, do you want to be an extra in this movie?
3: <laughs> I think I just love the idea of like a hell's angel that just really wants to make it in the business, but like is too embarrassed to ask for it. And this is their big break.
1: You know what's even funnier? The the PA who probably went into that bar is like, hey, who wants to be in a movie with a guy from Bosom Buddies? <laughs> fair. And totally they fair. said yes.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you know, th- their number came up. It's their day to work. Just, yeah. just like their characters in the movie. Um, So the next two films I'm going to have you guys watch, and I need to say what they are. Because for this thing because I because because I, I, I need to make sure that at least one of you had ha, hasn't seen them. Okay. Um the first one is going to be uh, uh the the one I cannot believe I just blanked on the name. The Burbs. H- him and the dog. Turner and Turn- Hooch. Turner, Hooch. Hooch. Have okay. either of you guys not seen it? I've never seen it.
1: Okay. I uh, I've I've seen it, but
2: Okay, so at least Devin hasn't seen it, yeah. so we're still good. Okay. And the next one is the one that Devin mentioned, The Burbs. Okay, I've never, never seen, seen The Burbs. It. Okay, if you guys think Tom Hanks is at his zaniest in this, just wait until he's uh, casted next to uh, uh, Princess Leia, <laughs> living in the suburbs. Yeah. Okay. Is, that the bur- is that what The Burbs is about? It's not about Care. She's playing his wife in that movie. Wow. Okay. So, well, uh, I'm not going to do these straight, straight, straight in a row over the, over the next two, uh, uh, in the next three months, this will be done. So, okay. but I wanted to get young, young, uh, young Tom Hanks out of the way.
3: I love the idea of this trilogy. I'm all it. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, well, since we're talking about things in the future, next week is officially my pick. Uh, because last week is kind of a bonus episode that we're throwing out there. And uh, guys, I got something I want us to watch that I think all three of us have seen, but I haven't seen it in like 10 years. And I think it's it uh, deserves a revisit because its sequel comes out next week. Um, our pick for next week will be the 2009 James Cameron film Avatar.
3: That's a genuine
1: shame. You guys there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Devin, I think we lost Devin. I think we lost Devin. Okay. Well, regardless of if we lost him or not, we're watching <laughs> Avatar next hey. week.
2: Okay. That's Hooray! Uh,
1: that,
2: that's fine. I have <laughs> to... I think I saw it maybe like a year and a half ago. I rewatched it at one point. So... It
1: was one of the first it, Blu-rays yeah. I... I I owned and I haven't watched it once on (laughs) Blu-ray because I bought it in 2010 (laughs) when I got a Blu-ray player. Um,
2: I, uh, that was the first movie that Kristen and I actually saw multiple times in theaters together.
1: There he is. Devin, we're watching avatar. Yeah. We can't hear you. Yeah. Okay. Just, Uh, All right, yeah, I think that does it for our show This week, join us next week when we watch Avatar, Uh, I'm working on Getting us a special guest for that one, so stay tuned For that Um, In the meantime, you can like us on Facebook Follow us on Instagram Uh, You can listen to You Have to Watch this podcast on all major Podcasting platforms, you can also catch up on Older episodes of the show If you want to watch the videos On our YouTube page, You Have to Watch this podcast uh, Over there uh, you can also visit our website, rumrunnerspodcastnetwork.com, uh, to see our page and all the other great, uh, Run Runners podcast network podcasts until next week for, um, you have to watch this podcast. I forgot the name of our show for a second. Uh, for you have to watch this podcast, I'm Alan.
2: I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And that's Devin.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> he, he can he can still talk as he's recording. So, uh.